Welcome to uh, Marketing Management and Money. We're going to do a mini series or a multiple series on finance. And this series is going to touch a lot on uh, getting loans, investors. We're going to talk about credit scores, how to use it. We're going to look at maybe the difference between consumer debt versus business debt. So several several topics that we're going to kind of wrap into short little segments. So each of these segments we're going to we're going to take and uh, you know, kind of this 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 will be segment one that we'll do right now. Uh, if you're enjoying this segment, or if you want to skip to uh, maybe the the part that is going to pertain to your business, we'll, we'll we'll lay those out. So the the opening segment that we're going to do today is we're going to be talking about credit and credit scores and how to use that in business. And uh, we're going to let uh, Ethan. Why, why don't you uh, start us off here with just just some fundamentals. Uh, some some need to know uh, on credit and and especially you know credit for a business and an entrepreneur. So a lot of times we talk about personal credit and business credit, and they are slightly different. But I'm going to focus for just a minute on personal credit because you can't get away from that, even if you have some business credit, especially if if you're a small business, five or less employees type of stuff. So let's take a minute and talk about that. And credit is widely misunderstood. So. Uh, I'm going to say that not all money is green to help you understand <laughs> the scenario. Okay. Are you getting into blood money? Is that what we're going to talk about? <laughs> blood money, diamond money. I don't know. <laughs> all the other stuff you hear on TV, I guess. <laughs> but because uh, because we look at credit in, in three main different uh, areas, short-term, medium, and then long-term. And I'll explain each one of those a little bit more to help us understand that if you really want to have a high credit score, you got to have a balance of all of those. You can't just have one and think that your credit score is going to hit into the 800s and plus and, mm-hmm. and go up. It's going to stagnate. So short-term are things like credit cards. Um, they they revolve every month. They're short-term. Are we making payments on them? Uh and not just credit cards, but they could be credit lines at a uh, like a department store. Uh, I see all the time the Home Depot, the J.C. Penney's, et cetera, like that. Sure, yeah. So they're they're short term. They rotate every thirty days. We should be uh, essentially paying them off or getting rid of them. Um, and and in theory, we can literally pay them off and be done with them in thirty days. So they're just they're very short term and they cycle very fast. Mm-hmm. Medium term are more like uh, car payments. You know, we're going to be in this for five to seven years. Uh, can we make payments on, you know, that are a little bit higher now? Uh, yes. I, you know, if your credit's good, you, you're already going, yeah, but I have a credit card limit that's super high. Um, yes. And some of you could probably buy a car with your credit card, but um, cars in general, uh, a little bit more of a tangible asset. There's a repo value to it. Um, and we generally have a, a payment that's you know two to three hundred dollars every month guaranteed, and it's going to be for uh, five to seven years. So medium term type money that we deal with. Mm-hmm. Then we have long term money, which is housing, large assets, building, uh, mortgages, things like that, that uh, really test whether or not we have good resolve for a very long time. You know, can can we make payments on a house for? Uh, 10, 15 years as we're working our way to get this mortgage down and paid off. Now, so the, these are really good examples. Um, I, I love that you're putting it out there. I want to point out just a couple of things that maybe sometimes people overlook. Uh, for example, if you're uh, paying on a cell phone, it, utility bills, uh, you know, regular monthly bills Correct. can also Correct. go toward your credit. Everyone thinks that it always has to be a loan, 
It it doesn't. It, it there are other ways to build your credit. I just, I just kind of wanted to 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 throw that in there. Yeah, a number of different entities can choose to report on your credit if you default. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point to bring up that it's it's not isolated just to loans. So when when we look at that balance of trying to find out what what really makes a high credit score is showing that I can balance my short term obligations. I can balance my medium term obligations. And then I certainly then can meet the requirements of a long-term obligation. And when we have a mix of all three of those, it tends to keep your credit score driven high and high um, as we meet those obligations. But if you take a couple away, for instance, you get a lot of younger kids, 22 to 25, you've been making a, a payment on a car that they bought to go to college, but they have for whatever reason, don't have a credit card that they're using. So they only have one form of credit. Their credit score is only going to hit 730. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get much higher because you don't have that balance that that those credit uh, reporting entities are using to balance those things out. So another thing that I'll see that happens in these kind of scenarios, you know, you were talking about the young kid going off to college. I see a lot of times where the parents will throw stuff still on their credit and it, it does a disservice to right. the child because they get out of college and they now have nothing to, you know, to base anything off of. So you might get a great paying job, but you have no credit and you're really in kind of this, this tough spot. So whether, whether you're this, you know, son or daughter, or whether you're the parent, think about, you know, the future consequences, three years out, five years out, what is this going to do for you ultimately? And, and for the record, I'm, I am pro pay cash for things. I don't think you should purchase things unless you have a high level of certainty you're going to have cash for it. So I'm not advocating credit. Okay. But this is going to get into an interesting conversation we're going to have a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, I, 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 I want to just make sure that there are times to have credit and use credit and there are times to pay cash. Let, let, exactly. let's, let's keep okay. building right. kind of the foundation, but okay. we'll, we'll get to that in this, in this uh, segment. Okay. So, now that I have a good mix, now I can leverage that. And the advantage of uh, of having a high credit score is, w- whether you, you want to believe it or not, uh, interest rates are flexible, and, and we know that. Okay, mm-hmm. and even though they have an advertised rate, depending on my credit score, depends on whether I can actually sometimes get it lower or whether it's going to be significantly higher. Generally, the advertised interest rates are the best of the best interest rate, and it goes worse from there. Mm-hmm. And, and so often we think, oh, great, I can go here. And then all of a sudden they're saying, no, 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 you're 12% interest. And we go, oh, but why? Because your credit score is so low. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we don't realize to make those factors as we go through it. So, so the nut, the nut, uh, I'm going to say meat. I was going to say the in a nutshell, but <laughs> you're like, you're like taking like... <laughs> four expressions and putting them all together. Too many squirrels in the parks lately. <laughs> so so the, the base of a credit score is that you've got to learn that you need to balance all three um, mediums of credit, short, medium, and long. Yeah. And until you get that balance, you're not going to get the, your credit score higher. Now the question comes in is, all right, if I'm making payments on something, how long should I be making payments on it? That's a good question. And how does that affect my credit score? Mm-hmm. Um, and don't, don't let me forget, I do want to talk about uh, inquiries on your credit report too, because there's a lot of myths about that one too that people don't understand. So yeah. 
Um, but staying with that first one, what was the first one we were going to talk about? I already forgot because now I'm stuck on. (laughs) (laughs) You you got so excited to talk about credit that you're just like, oh, and we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. So let's, 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 let's just bring it in, bring it in. You keep me focused. (laughs) So we're talking about payments. How long should you be making a payment on something? Good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, one of those days. Okay. So when we make payments, I generally say, look, you need to make a payment on an asset. Even if you can pay, pay cash for it, make enough payment on it that it shows that you're responsible with the money. Now, my credit cards, I pay off every month, guaranteed. Put money on it, paid off. I don't carry any balance on those. When I purchase larger assets like vehicles and stuff, um, six months to a year at the most. And that's if I have interest rates that, you know, the last one was like 1.5%. It was basically free money. Mm -hmm. So hence, I didn't have a reason to say, all right, I need to get rid of this in six months. We're going to use it for a year and do that. Um, On a house, I'm not going to give too much counsel on that one. Um, Those are large assets on buildings and it may be a building for your business. When you get into large assets like that, uh, that's a, there's a lot of things that are subject to maybe how and why you want to do that one. But of course, uh, we still want to get things paid off as soon as we can, because if you're talking about credit for your business, um, the less debt you have goes to your profit. So of course, we want to have those paid off. And and in most cases, if someone's starting a business and they're looking long-term, uh, I always want to see that you can get most major debt taken care of in three to five years. The economy is just too volatile right now to push it past that. But that's why I'm careful to give too much counsel because it really depends on the scenario, the size of the assets and other things that we're dealing with. So, so you just threw a ton of information into a, a pretty small, uh, you know, like 30 seconds. I, I want to dissect a, a couple things here for a second. There are a lot of really popular financial advisors, talk show hosts, whatever, that are going to tell you that, you know, you want to pay cash for everything, be your own bank, uh, you know, a lot of popular concepts. I think the easiest way to sum this up is to recognize that there are tools out there and any tool can be helpful or hurtful. If you've got a hammer and you don't know how to use it, you're going to break your thumb because you smash you know, your thumb and all of a sudden it's bleeding. It doesn't mean that the hammer was a bad tool. It means that you don't know how to use that tool. And so what, what I would say is when you're getting into credit, and we're just going to kind of cover some things a little bit high level here because we're going to segue into the, the entrepreneurial side of, of credit. But when you're getting into credit, just because someone who's really popular is telling you, oh, don't you know, pay cash for everything and never get a loan, all loans are bad. Like, no, these are tools. Understand the tool. Understand if that tool is right for you. If the tool is right for you, use the tool. If it's not right for you or you don't understand it, educate yourself. You know, it's it's not it's not black and white. There are different degrees. You know, things that you want to do, things that you don't want to do. Good counsel um, and understanding, because that's exactly what credit is. It's a tool. Most people will have to access it at some point in time in your either personal life or professional life. Uh, so why aren't you setting the stage so that when that scenario happens, it plays to your advantage instead of to your disadvantage? So let's assume now that we've got, uh, you know, people have kept their personal lives clean. 
you know, and I'm not talking like morally clean. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking that you've got good credit. You've, you've set yourself self up for success in business. Now, how am I going to leverage that? How do, how do I transition from the personal credit side onto the business? And where are some things that kind of carry back into the personal side that a lot of entrepreneurs aren't aware of? Because that's, that's one I want to talk about is they think that they're strictly on the business side. I'm like, no, 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 you're never away from that personal side. Well, both you and I know that we run into very few people who go out and get a loan that a personal guarantee isn't required. Mm -hmm. And so because a personal guarantee is required, it, it means that they're going to look at your personal life. Yeah. They, uh, if you can't manage money in your personal life, there's no level of certainty that you're going to be able to manage it in a business environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what they look at. So yep. you really can't separate your personal from your business now, when you get into larger corporations and you have a board and things like that, it changes the scenario. And we and then we'll have discussions on Dun & Bradstreet and other, other business credit type stuff. And, and businesses can have credit at that point in time. Um, we just, in you know, most of the segments that we deal with of small business, uh, there's a handful of those that we work with, but we still run into most scenarios where uh, your personal credit does affect your business credit. And we do encourage people to get their their business credit card, established business lines of credit, um, et cetera. But uh, I guarantee you right now, um, most, the majority of small businesses, five employees or less, maybe even 15 employees and less, you know, um, that they're going to look at your personal credit as a gauge of whether or not they want to do this deal with you. Well, and, and a couple of things that I would look at. First off, you keep putting it in the sense of employees. To me, that's a little bit misleading. I like uh, to look okay. at more of a revenue number. And I would say that, you know, probably 5 million in revenue Correct. is where you're starting to get into more of a business uh, business credit scenario as opposed to a personal credit scenario. But even still, and this is a point I want to bring up, People that, you know, they're running businesses that are doing five, 20 million, 100 million, whatever, they have relationships with the financial institutions. And even though the financial institutions on paper might be going with a business credit score, kind of that Dun Bradstreet situation, they're still looking at the person. And when the owner goes in and tries to get a loan, and then like maybe the owner's son, goes in to try and get a loan, they're going to scrutinize that person differently because they don't have the personal reputation with them. So you're still, you're still, these deals are done personally, even at, at big numbers. It's just one thing to keep in mind. Now there was something else I told you to remind me to talk about, but I see so you don't even. Oh, now. sure. Put the burden on me. <laughs> Hey, I'm just going to say whatever I feel like saying, and then you're supposed to be my secretary and make sure that I, uh, that I share what, what I need to share. Um, I was at the beginning and I told you, remember these two things. And then you gave me grief because I forgot the first one after as soon as I mentioned the second one. Well, well, while you're waiting for that to come to you, please talk about Dun & Bradstreet, because I, this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know, and they don't know how to set it up correctly. All right. And I, I'm just going to touch on it. So Dun & Bradstreet is a business credit reporting entity. And so they, that their main focus is to uh, help businesses establish it. You do have to register with them, um, et cetera, et cetera. So if you don't 
uh, know about Dun & Bradstreet, I'm going to tell you, explore it. There is some cost with it um, to be associated with it. But if you're, uh, like Ryan said, you're hitting that $5 million mark um, or larger and you, you're to the point where now we need to start establishing some business credit. Um, Dun & Bradstreet is a good, a good way to start getting connected because they're, they're recognized as a company that understands business and business credit and, um, and their ratings are held favorable when they give a rating for a business amongst the financial industry. So mm-hmm. you need to have a tie to them if you want to be uh, establishing some business credit. And even if you're just thinking about it, it's something you probably ought to pursue knowing that, yeah, it might not be the perfect fit yet, but we know we're going to go down this road eventually. So let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was, that was, that was a great and the whole time you were talking, I was racking my brain to see what I was supposed to remind <laughs> you. And it's, it's not going to happen. So, so, so you, you can cover whatever you want. Well, I'm trying to think if it was tied to uh, payments now, green. Well, well, you need to talk for a minute so I can think <laughs> back on the conversation because you keep pushing me to talk, but it doesn't give me time to think. No. So we, 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 we promised our audience that we were going to make a mini series out of this. So we're actually going to, I feel like we covered a good idea of the credit. Uh, you know, in summary, I would look at it and say, take the time to build a credit score Take the time to educate yourself on what a business credit score is going to look like, whether that's going to be applicable to you. I know that a lot of our listeners, it's really not going to have a huge impact, but many of our listeners, it will. And so, you know, take the time to to, to figure this out. But what I would like to do is segment two, I want to talk about debt and the relationship with lenders and how to utilize debt. So we're going to continue this into segment two, and maybe we'll pick up and just kind of catch up whatever that that piece was uh, when, when we do segment two. Is, it, is that fair enough? <laughs> that is fair enough. Okay. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.